Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Sunday yes. with Dr. Dr. <laughs> Randall Pelton. Gumball. <laughs> um, Randy, thanks for being back. You're welcome. You I, know, I had no choice. Well, you know, I didn't. You I had to come back. Yeah, but you didn't have to be here. Your I wife, had, I had to be Michelle back. would have. I had to be here for Beyond Sunday. You weren't gonna like boycott or no. uh, you know what, no. do they, what do they call protest. that protest or uh, uh, you know hold the line for the podcasters union. No. Okay. Good. No, I wanted to come back. Good. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. I had to put up with Austin last week down did, in did, here. Did that yeah. go well? It did. Good. It did. Um, Who's better? As a co-host, him or Trey? Oh, Trey. Trey is better. A million miles better. You knew that was coming. You knew that an- You knew that answer up front. Uh, Austin's, he was like making bald jokes last week. It was, it was rough. You know, that word gets to me. You know, the, the word gets around, back to me. Uh, yes, it usually does. It usually does. All right, I don't have any jokes for you. Thank you. So Thank you're you. welcome. The, yes. But I do have... Some questions about Romans chapter 2, Good. which is where we were. Good. Um, but actually, first, can I start off with just a series question? Sure. Um, just set up the series for us. Mm-hmm. Why did we, you know, we took a break from the Psalms, which is par for the course to take a break, but mm-hmm. why head into this? What's the name of the series? Faith that works mm-hmm. or hard work hard working, faith? Hard working faith. Yeah. You know, I'm just, as you know, through the years, just trying to provide a a balanced diet of teaching through the scriptures. So Mm -hmm. to move from the Hebrew poetry and the Psalms to, uh, you know, uh, the the New Testament stories of the the gospel stories, like in Matthew. And then I was trying to find a different type of literature, first of all. Mm -hmm. So something out of the epistles was was something we could do. And uh, I was looking for some... Um, just some common themes, and especially uh, because of the number of new people that we have, okay. I really did want to try to spend some more time on what is biblical faith, how is it described, and I wanted it to be uh, different enough from the psalm study. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought, well, yeah, if I can locate some places in the scriptures that talk about putting faith into action. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be a nice uh, a, a nice summer type series, so yeah. that's what I'm sort of trying. And, gotcha. Um, yeah. Okay, is good. That, is that good enough? Yep, that's good. perfect. Excellent. So um, you kind of let off a little bit with, with works, obviously, with the series being focused in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. the it's it amazes me still. Um the perception in the world and also in the church, mm-hmm. this idea that we are saved by our good works. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it comes out, you know, sometimes very, like someone would say that, but more often it's their actions back that up, mm-hmm. where there's not a confidence in in their faith and what Christ has done for right. them and their love for Him, but I've got to perform and when it comes down to it, wow. so many people, whether in word or in deed, are putting their confidence in, in works. Um, yeah. 
And so you framed that up with the the classic phrase, uh, how's it go? Yeah, I mean, it's been around forever, but, you know, we're saved by faith alone, but the faith that saves is never alone mm-hmm. is a way to put faith first. It's a way to put works into what I believe to be its proper place mm-hmm. in the scriptures where only faith-driven or faith-sourced works the works that are the result of faith, those are the only works that are considered good by God mm-hmm. because those works have to be the result of a person linked to Christ and his righteousness. Right. But, I, but what was, uh, as I'm listening to you in the, in the description of what happens to so many people, mm-hmm. if you are not confident in the righteousness of Christ being yours by faith, then it is so... Um, what would you call it? Uh, this can easily lead to despair because how do I know my works are going to be enough? Yeah. And, the, and you could never what, know from, and, and from what we know in scriptures, uh, wow. Um, you know, we, we have to, we have to be secure in faith in Christ first because that sets everything up. Mm-hmm. For spiritual success, literally, especially, uh, especially success at the judgment. Yeah. Um, well, that reminds me of the, the Amish. So much of what I hear and know about the Amish, yeah. they're just kind of crossing their fingers and hoping yeah. that they've been good enough. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, I just the classic yeah. memory verse from Ephesians two: For exactly. by grace you yeah. have been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing; it's the gift of God, not a result of works. Yeah. Um, so it's that, yeah. It's I don't there. know whether that one's in the series. I, I didn't memorize all the text, but that that could that text you just read from mm-hmm. Ephesians was that Ephesians two like yep. eight nine and ten or something mm-hmm. that could easily work into this hardworking faith series. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to tell you, uh, Jimmy Mayer was in today. Some mm-hmm. of you know Jim, and Jim was uh, by the church. He did some work on one of the doors here as well, and was looking for Jill. Uh, I guess Jill was asking uh, for him for something. So he popped his head and he said, I just want to tell you something that I was thinking about during your sermon. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, you know, it, obviously in the Bible, faith without works is dead. So he was quoting James. James. Yep. But then he said, also, works without faith is dead. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and I, I, I didn't think it. I said it to him. I said, you're, you're yep. right, it is. The whole point of James, is it's all about faith. But it's a faith that works. Mm-hmm. So a faith without works is dead. And Jim it was right. If you have works without faith, all of those good deeds that you do, if they're not linked to Christ by faith, then God does not deem them good. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy, that was a great a great way to turn that phrase. Yeah, you know, faith without yeah. works is dead. Works without faith is dead. Yeah. So yeah. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but then getting into the works that we were talking about yeah. in Romans 2 here, mm-hmm. works do, they, they do get judged. And they I are, think that's yeah. probably the next level or like the second, I don't know, yeah, misconception that you might hear that, well, you know, I'm just, I'm saved by grace and mm-hmm. I'm saved by Jesus's work, not mine. Yeah. Accurate. But then it's just like, well, my good works don't really matter then. And you, yeah. so you could fall into this. I'm just going to kind of coast and um, yeah, yeah, just rest on Christ's work and then not have any works of my own. Yeah. What I tell my students often is, you know, that first part of the statement you made is true. It's biblical, mm-hmm. but it's not biblical enough. 
It which, is biblical. Which statement? The one, the one that you said about we're saved on the basis of faith in Christ or grace alone. That's mm-hmm. true. That's mm-hmm. biblical. Yes. But to say that that's only how on the basis that you're saved, according to this text, I would say that's mm-hmm. not biblical enough. Yeah. It's it's part way there. It's it's a critical piece of the puzzle. Well, that's Romans one. The whole goal of his end sixteen, the, the obedience of, of faith, faith, which is yeah. that remember that bookend. You know, yep. sort of the uh, what we called an inclusio of the book, mm-hmm. beginning. Uh, you know, at the beginning chapter, the ending chapter, just sort of putting a wrap on that whole book. Yeah, he's Paul's trying to get these Romans to obey yeah. in the faith. obedience. Mm-hmm. That's a result of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, can you help me? Uh, help me make sense of the one who seeks in verse seven. They're seeking glory, honor, and immortality. Yeah. Right, because that does feel like a it's weird, yeah, a weird mindset. Uh, so help me that versus the one who's self-seeking. What what's the difference yeah. there? So it's the second part in verse eight where you where you where you can go back and say with seven, the person who is by patience and well doing. So mm-hmm. they're doing good. Yep, and they're being patient, which means they're waiting for this judgment that's coming. They're Mm -hmm. waiting for the future. And the implication is, of course, they're getting worn down by what's happening in their their Christian experience, which we talked about. Mm -hmm. So it's not until you get to eight that you see the contrast is to those who are self-seeking. So these in verse seven that are by patience and well-doing are seeking glory and honor and immortality. Mm -hmm. They're seeking what every human being was built for, was created for by God. God created every human being to experience this, uh, this reputation, this status, especially mm-hmm. glory and honor, which were almost synonymous with these. These Greek terms were very similar. I was surprised okay. by that. Uh, and, then, and then the immortality part. So you have, you have to go uh, to eight to see now you have self-seekers who are not obedient. Mm-hmm. So let me, I, what I brought up, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I've ever done this for this podcast, but what I brought up was mm-hmm. I started getting the Atlantic uh, magazine. I was looking for an, just a, a magazine that I could actually hold that would come to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so along with the Wall Street Journal, where, which has a lot of opinion pieces about you know, the American psyche, yep. this, uh, this is a very, uh, usually sort of on the left of things as far as news, but here's an article on the millennials. Uh, th- uh, this is the myth of the broke millennial. So the millennials, they're saying, are these once optimistic children of the of the 80s and the early 90s? Whoop, whoop. Is that, is that me. Is that you? Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's interesting, the reason why I brought this up is listen to, listen to uh, how, how a self-seeker who, and I, and I didn't bring this up, but that's, that's the reason for doing these things yeah, sometimes just to joy. think just think about it's the joy of this some of it <laughs> but if you're trying to make sense of this contrast the ones who by patience and well-doing are seeking for glory and honor immortality the others who are self-seeking you'll notice there's no description of what they're seeking after it's just self mm-hmm. they don't obey the truth and they don't uh, but they obey unrighteousness but you don't have what they're seeking for, but it's self-directed. We know it. So it's the broadest yeah. of statements, okay? Mm-hmm. And I should have that said helps. this on Sunday. But look at, look at the reaction now of these millennials who they're the first generation that supposedly are not doing as well as their parents did financially hmm. overall. 
Now, not always, but at least overall. And it's, the article is, this is a myth, okay? So, um, so one of them writes in a book, okay, Boomer, let's talk how my generation got left behind. We're only now starting to grasp the degree to which we have gotten screwed, which is a crude term. Mm -hmm. And we're responding with desperation and sometimes anger. That's a millennial saying that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then later on, uh, because of my money situation, I will never have the things I want in life. I'll never have those things. Hmm. So... There, I brought this only to say this is just one slice of what a self-seeker feels at times. If they're seeking after glory and fame and money and prestige and all that and they don't mm -hmm. get it, here's, you know, we're responding with desperation and sometimes anger. In other mm -hmm. words, my life is a mess because I can't have these things. Mm -hmm. Whereas we have an opportunity to put ourselves into verse 7, which was our act of worship on Sunday, remember. We are those who by patience and well-doing were seeking glory and honor and immortality. But how are we seeking those things? Yeah, We're seeking them as we're doing good work for the kingdom of God. We are mm -hmm. doing good in our world. We work in our world. We function in our world for his reputation. Mm -hmm. Then he promises to give, in verse 10, glory and honor, and then he adds the word peace, that overall sense of well-being, which right. these folks that I just quoted from, obviously they're not feeling because of the circumstances around them. So yeah. these self-seekers, I mean, whatever they're going after, uh, there's no guarantee that they're going to get it at all because so much of this is out of their control. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's not certain, and it's not long-lasting. Right. As opposed to, he will give eternal life to us. Yeah, right. The I mean, that, that brings me to Ecclesiastes for just a moment, where there is just so much chance involved in life. Yeah. And your, your lot in life just depends on so much chance. Um and the self-seeker, they may get the things they want in this life, or they may not. But regardless, uh, it's a it's a temporary it hold tem it temporary. that they have on it. Um, yeah. But this glory, honor, and immortality uh, that we yeah. that we can have is there to be had mm -hmm. uh, in Christ and in advancing His kingdom. Yeah, and but the whole point of this is, you know, the reason why, as you mo as you mentioned before, we started the podcast. The reason why I wanted to read the first five verses mm -hmm. is because uh, this is all a warning. This, this is all headed towards a time when God is going to judge all of us, and so we will, judged, we will be judged by the criteria of our works. Mm -hmm. So you, you and I, we have to be living our lives today for the glory of God. That's what assures that we'll have glory and honor and immortality for mm -hmm. all eternity. Yeah. But it's because we have been living the life of faith fixed on seeking His glory and His honor and His reputation in everything that we do. Right. And so we need to make the distinction, though, that we're not being judged for salvation based on these works but there is a judgment of works. And where is that? First right. Corinthians right. or Second Corinthians 5? So, so this came up a couple of times this weekend. It, okay. it is. So let me say, actually, these texts. Now, mm -hmm. the great white throne judgment mm -hmm. and the, 
I, I couldn't think of the name of it. I, I knew it by Bema Seat. Yeah, yeah. That's the, what the, I was the, say. The, the, the judgment seat. I could yeah. not think of that. I could not think of that term on Sunday. Sounds like a good name for it. It, it was, yeah. So the judgment seat and the great white throne judgment, the two main, these are big judgments in the Bible. They're all based on works. Mm-hmm. So someone asked the question, and, and uh, this was someone who knows his Bible really, really well. I mean, I, I, I talk about him all the time. And it was Dan Pierce, and Dan said, can we talk about the where does the judgment of works fit in? Mm-hmm. And in this case, you'll notice that the only options you have are either eternal life in verse 7 or you get wrath and fury in verse 8. So this is not this is not a text talking about the judgment seat where works will be some of them burned up in fire and discarded because they're not mm-hmm. good works. Right. But yet some accepted and the believer is saved through them. This I take it to be, this is actually, we're saved by faith alone, but that faith will be proven uh, with the fact that there's works as evidence of faith, yep. is the way I read this. Right. And I could, be, I could be way off. I mean, there could be, obviously, we've only got a handful of texts that we can work with. It's possible that somehow this is all wrapped up in, you know, you'll, you're, 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 the announcement of God's judgment on my life will be both for salvation and also works being judged at the same time. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But in this case, though, you only have two options, either eternal life or wrath and fury, and it's based upon uh, doing good, Mm -hmm. according to verse 6. He will render to each one according to his works. Right, right. That's why we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, So then it's safe to say, according to this passage and others, that... To seek after honor and glory and other rewards mm-hmm. is an okay motive. Yes, yes, and that's what feels kind of not Christian. Yep. <laughs> and one of the strange things about the Bible and the revelation that God gave us is He motivates us through rewards. Mm-hmm. So to say that the rewards aren't something to be sought is to take away the angle that God uses to motivate us. Yeah. So I, I'm more in favor of saying he's doing the motivating, yep. and he says, there's rewards coming from you. You want those rewards, and there's nothing wrong with wanting them in the right way. Yeah. If my relationship with God is secure, then you know what this is going to feel like. Anyway, you and I, we know what this is like. Mm-hmm. We have the privilege of serving God, and if, if we get anything out of this, we will gladly give him the credit and say, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And if that means handing the gifts back to him, or you've heard that, you know. We'll yep, throwing the crowns. Give him back the crowns. Mm-hmm. Who's going to, we're not going to care. No. In other words, we're not going to be in the presence of God and just be self-seeking. Yeah, or enthralled no, with the gifts in no, front of us. No, we'll just be like yeah. humble to death. Yeah. So you, mm-hmm. that's just the way it is for a Christian attitude. What's important for us beyond Sunday is just, again, to reiterate to, or to, uh, to restate um, or to repeat, what are you and I seeking? Mm-hmm. What are we seeking? Are we seeking the glory of God, which will lead to glory and honor and immortality, eternal life? Or are we self-seeking in this world? We're just living our life for whatever, whatever we can get. Mm-hmm. And if we are, this text is is a warning text for us and it's happening at the beginning of Romans 
to speaking to very religious people. Yeah. You know, so I, I want to be I want to be in verse seven today. God, yeah. I want to be seeking your glory today in the things that I do, you know, in the things that you do. Yeah. And that I, I think begins to answer my last question for you, which is just how do we judge our own intentions, our own motives, our heart? Yeah, boy. Any any practical ways that you know, the old reformers always said that you can't do anything with a pure motive. You just just mm-hmm. deal with it. That we're all twisted, and right, I, I, and to a degree, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, sure, I think, I think that's probably one hundred percent pure motive. Right, there's yeah. always going to be something in there I'm, tainting I'm a, it. I'm a sinner. Um, yep. Yeah, but but I would think we would want to try and have a, a read or a pulse yeah. on whether yeah. my intentions are yeah. self-seeking yeah. or whether they're yeah. So hey, this other type yeah. Of so and it's a loaded question you gave, but it's important. <laughs> I mean, no, it is. It's really yeah. it's a good question. You know, for, for me, uh, I want to say something like this to myself. How do I know when I'm thinking about preparing a lesson for this church, whatever the teaching venue is? Am I doing it because I want to look good to these people, mm-hmm. or do I want to serve God? I can tell the difference between those two motives. It feels different on the inside. Mm-hmm. If there's a genuine sense of I'm doing this out of worship for God, I want your reputation, I want your people to hear you and, and respond to you, I can tell, mm-hmm. and, I, I ha- and I fight the other. And that's the other way. You, do, sure. you, do you fight against the bad motive and say, God, this is about your reputation. This has nothing to do with me wanting somebody to come up and say, oh, that was such blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So you can Great you know, you fight against that. Yeah. Uh, and so for, you know, the average person in the church, it's, it's that same thing. Um, you know, we all, you know, whether they're serving in junior church, are they serving for you know, the sake of Christ mm-hmm. and his reputation and building his kingdom and yeah. character into the yeah. kids? Or is it for, you know, you know, their own, you know, whatever, yep. the power of having yeah. the classroom yeah. or the yeah. just they enjoy teaching yeah. or yeah. or at work. Why exactly. are they doing what they're doing? Yeah. Is it for... Only to fi- make a living? Yep, financial gain. Is it only that or is status. it for the glory of God? Mm-hmm. Or the retirees? How, how do how, they? How do you be? A, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do these retire? Do, do these retirees? Yeah. Do they get up in the morning and they say, you know, I'm fortunate. I can be retired. I am working for the glory of God and put yeah. working in quotes if you like. But the bottom line is, I know a lot of our retirees are active for God. Yeah, absolutely. So they are pouring their lives still mm-hmm. into the gospel and into God's reputation. But that's the difference. Who's? What are we seeking? Mm-hmm. And I think. Your note, though, about there's to recognize the the poor motives that we have, yeah, and just be honest about that. Yes, call it out when we when we see it in our lives, yeah. but then to fight against that. Yeah, and I think that too would help be a helpful gauge to say no, like I I got caught here and I recognized it, so you have a sense of what it is and yeah, and then fight against it. So yeah, it's really interesting, right? I can be nervous because. Oh, I wonder how people are going to feel about my teaching. Mm-hmm. Or I can be nervous because of the weight of pastoral ministry and soul watching. Mm-hmm. Those are two different motives, mm-hmm. two different kinds of nervousness mm-hmm. that are generated. So there's a, uh, and that's a personal, yeah, there you know, you go. personal thing. Good pastoral yeah. note yeah. there. Thank you. Sure. Good. All right. I'm out. We're that's done. it? Yep, that's it. I don't know how long it's been. It's been good, good though. 
Hey, so Calvary Bible Church, thanks for listening and joining in. Uh, you can send your questions to podcast at cbcmj.com. Uh, we love hearing from you and, yeah, just dialoguing. Especially on ways to, how do we put this stuff into practice? Yeah. How do we live out our this hard-working faith, especially mm-hmm. in the summertime? Yeah, this will be a fun series. So how many texts do you have picked out? It's all the way into uh, the first week of September. Oh, wow. All summer. Wow, here we all go. All summer Great. long. All right, summer series for us, now you know. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.